Hey, what's good, family? What's good, family? This is your boy, Pastor Santa. Come on, I want to first and foremost apologize. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, so we want to apologize to you, but we're on tonight. Forgive us. This is your boy, uh, Pastor Santa. Come on with my guy. Yo, special shout out to the boy, Gerlin, because this boy, Gerlin, gave us Gerlin Eugene from East 89 Canarsie. Shout out to you, because you gave me a whole brand new soundboard, and at the end of the day, I was being lazy, and I sent up the soundboard, but now you see the sound is... Chris, shout out to my boy Lloyd, because my boy Lloyd put in work. Introduce yourself, Lloyd. Hello, everybody. My name is Lloyd, girlfriend of a car. I'm going to this here. All right. So, Lloyd and I, we first met in Babies R Us. Shout out to Babies R Us and Toys R Us, because congratulations. You done played yourself. You done went into bankrupt. Um, you blame it on the millennials for not having kids, but when they used to have too many kids, you used to be like, oh, these is welfare people. So, wow, now your pockets that? is dry. Yeah. People, people, they say people who tend to have a lot of kids are mostly the uneducated. So that's not true. Um, 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 Robert Kennedy had a lot of kids. Yeah, but he had money. Yeah, they don't mean a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm saying so, to have a lot of kids too. So basically, my run at Babies Arrest ended because, <laughs> all right, Thanks an happen. unfortunate situation where we got caught up in some situation and it was my time to go. I can't complain because based on how my life is today, God made a way and God made a path. And God is wonderful, you know? Even though we're starting late, the picture is beautiful, the sound is great, and this is going to be a great episode. And, yes, and, yes. and my man, Andrew McCasey, just said, hey, 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 whoever. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's so on, like man? I was saying, my run at Babies Rest ended, and then unfortunately at the time we was at the recession, so I didn't work for a couple years. Um, I had to get back on my feet, so my first job after that was, was, was McDonald's. I had to start back from the bottom, literally, but... It is what it is. So I worked at McDonald's for a few months. Mm. And then after that, I was doing Burger King for another few months. Then I got the job at Lowe's. I worked overnight stock while I was going to college. And then eventually, I graduated college. I got, got my first job working at a law firm in Jersey. And then we took off from there. And there we was at. But Lloyd, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you did after Babies of Us. How did that go? Man, well, first, my way out is a little bit more funnier than that. <laughs> um, I literally, it's crazy because people who don't know have a working base rest or towards rest, it's really hectic. Like, it'll be like three associates on the floor. Mm -hmm. You got like a bunch of different departments. You got to like handle like all of that. And you still got to do customer service. And you still got to do register if they need you or go get cards. And we're talking about sometimes in the rain, sleet, hell, snow. You got to exactly. go out there. And you're like doing all of this stuff for like $8 an hour, $9 hour. It was crazy. It was like seven something back then. Yeah, it was like nothing. So I literally i never forget it, man. It was a Sunday. I woke up one day and I was like, yo, I'm not going back to that job. I can't. Like, this, is, this job is just crazy. And I'm young <laughs> at the time. I'm not even old. I'm young. But it's like they're working me too hard. And it's like I'm not going to pay anything. So I decided I wasn't going back. The next day, I um, fell off another job. I filled out for Bank America Corporate. And um, they called me like the next day. And I got hired that Friday. Wow. For the following cool. week. So it's funny because... You know, I'm working for Bank of America now, and um, I'm going to these rest for a baby shower, get a baby shower gift. And I'm still <laughs> on the schedule. This is like two months later, I'm still on the schedule. They're, like, they're looking at me like, yo, hey, you work today, right? And I'm like, I haven't been here in like two months. What do you mean I work today? <laughs> I don't work anymore. Like, I quit. Like, I, that's, that's how disorganized that place was. They probably didn't even know that you was gone. Yeah, it was crazy. Silly people. They probably trying to run some kind of scam where it's like, we don't want to fire him because he's good. 
you know, cost money or whatever the case may be. Right. That's what they were thinking. Because if they fire you, then they would have to pay you unemployment. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, they didn't want to pay unemployment, so they they kept me on the schedule. They had me up there for like one day, four hours, something stupid like that. Wow. But um, yeah, after that, I went to Bank of America. Um, corporate security wasn't doing too much there. It was fun. Getting paid. Yeah, you did do security at one time. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I I got to meet a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of things. And then after that, um, I got called by Transit, which is where I'm at now. I'm a conductor for MTA, uh, Transit, New York City. Mm. Um, Shout out to Ernst. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Transit. Like you was talking to us earlier off camera about how there's a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot. Of different parts of transit um one interesting thing you said that in regards to trains because you're a train conductor right yes sir and you were saying that how so many people jump in front of the train or get pushed in front of the train or fall in front of the train that is normal and a lot of it don't get reported yeah. i know sometimes in a subway there's a sign that has the stats of how many people fell on the tracks how many people died yeah. and how much people survived i think it's way more than that that it says though of I, don't course. Know, I don't know i don't know like for for a fact, but I think that it's more than with that. Well, well, why, why do you say that, FMA acts? Because I feel like that's what has been reported. Yeah, like, of you course. Know, you guys don't ever hear about it. It's on the news. Have you ever been in the news and heard that somebody got hit by a train? It happened last week, but you ain't hear about it. You yeah, know, you can't pull it up. Randomly, only if yeah. it's like a high-profile situation. Exactly. Anyway, but I know it happens a lot in the Bronx because a lot of yeah, crackheads yeah, out there. Are you lot, it happens a lot in the Bronx. Most of the in the Bronx. It's, up, it's almost always uptown. Yeah. Almost always. Because a lot of those people got drug problems, methadone issues. Yeah. And so it's a low poverty area. So for those reasons. Um, my thing is that what what do you think that do you feel like people are handling? I mean, I don't know who's handling the Bronx. Do you feel like people are doing their part when it comes to the Bronx of handling and helping these type of people? Well, I've only been in the Bronx. Like on foot, when I was going for transit. Like before that, I'd never even been in the Bronx before. When I was a kid, I wanted to go to the Bronx Zoo, but that was about it. Mm. I don't go to the Bronx, I don't drive to the Bronx, That's I don't hang out in the Bronx. So before transit, I didn't go to the Bronx. But, so I don't, I don't know enough to really speak on the Bronx, but I do know by the stats and by what I've seen personally that a lot of the train issues that we have with people jumping in front of the train, it normally happens in the Bronx or like from the Bronx coming into Manhattan. Like it's almost always up to. Almost always uptown. Mm. Almost always. Wow. Yeah. I know in regards to Bronx, I, I worked in the Bronx for a year and a half for a non-for-profit. Um, and w during that time, I, I helped the population that lived under the 200% poverty level, which means imagine being broke 100% under the average person, and yeah, then hey, you minus that, another 100. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It means basically... A family's living off of 225 a month. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And some that's people make crazy. 225 a day. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so basically, the government pays the entire portion of their rent. Their food comes from food stamps where they get like 315 if they have children or two something. And their rent was probably like $50. And these people were still falling into arrears. Like, they're, they were still behind in rent. And my job basically was to advocate on their behalf in housing court help them to get um, funds to pay off the debt and to try to get them back into the home because the government will pay people's rent in order to keep them in the home versus to them being homeless, especially when it's a woman with children. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. good, to, that's good to know. Something good. Yeah, man. So, based on all your experiences in life in regards to the jobs that you worked in and the people that you've met, you told me that you want to get involved in community service. Why is that? Because there must be a passion for it. Yeah, um, I've always wanted to uh, to do good things for people. This is how I've been raised. 
and like I'm a cancer. I'm kind of like into my emotions a little bit, so I know how it feels. Like yeah, my wife's a cancer, so I know. Yeah, I'm how saying that so. I, I always had this desire people, and it originally came from me. I buy a lot of clothes, you know. Um, my little cousins, they like grow up so fast. These, these kids are getting tall and big, so I have nobody to give them to. And I wasn't a big fan of like selling my stuff. I want to give it away to somebody who actually going to use it or who needs it. Mm. And I was told, I, w- I didn't do my own research, but I was told that, you know, Savage Army sometimes sells the clothes. Mm. So I wasn't a big fan of bringing it to a thrift shop or Savage Army because I didn't want to do it for money. I don't care about getting like the tattoo item. I just want to give it to somebody who's going to use it who needs it. So I have friends, you know, that are from um, Caribbean countries. They have a barrel. I give it to them and send it back to the country. Mm. Or if I have like, a friend or family member who I know needs it, was my size, I'll go to them and give it to them. So I just want to do it like, on a larger scale, though. Not just my personal island, but just to get back to people. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I thought I wanted to wait until I got rich and you know build something, but I realized you can help somebody and not be rich. You don't have to listen to that. So. I think that's the biggest misconception, right, Sanders? That is the best, the biggest misconception. I agree. Why do you think that is, Sanders? Explain. Well, people think that in order for you to do great, you need to have much. When in reality, yeah. you need to have a good heart and exactly. you can make something work. And sometimes other people want to do things too, but they wait till somebody else do it and then they jump in. Yeah. Perfect example would be when we do initiative, Sanders. That's a fact. Like, Sanders and I, in the real world, we did a lot of things that weren't ever done, like the diaper drive and yeah. the coat drive and things of that nature. And there was a lot of people that helped us and that donated that helped us to do it because most of the time we wasn't using our own money, but we did crowdfunding. But those people... They said that those were good ideas, but they did not want to do it themselves. That's a fact. Or they said that they're limited in certain aspects, and or they did not want to get involved in the or, politics or, of things. Or, or the option is, I'm not talking about for the ones that that um that do give. I'm talking about the ones that that don't give, that don't contribute, that that will that will that will. I'm not gonna say critique. I would say maybe not understand because they've never done it, mm. and they they want. They want out of what you put in work for. Yeah. And I think that's not fair. And when, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't usually get that, you know what I'm saying, because I'm, I'm very straightforward. But I talk to people but like that, that's not fair. Like, I understand you be like, listen, let's partner up together. Let's make something work. Yeah. I understand. But if you're not going to put in work, like, why are you even asking? When you're ready, you, 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 you have a lot of money, you know what I'm saying, in the bank, you're working. You see what I'm saying? I call that hoarding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you know, instead of giving it to somebody who needs, because their their families out there, like for example in the Bronx, they don't even have food to eat. Yeah. They don't have a meal to eat. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's not fair that you gonna take something when every week you get and paid every week. You see what I'm saying? And somebody who don't got it, I think that's not fair. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of politics and even the people that do give, because the people that do give, like these charities that the government gives funds to in order to give to other people, because a lot of time the government doesn't do everything by themselves. Perfect example would be DHS, Department of Homeless Service. They're not able to service all the homeless people, so they give money to non-for-profits to do the job for them, and they just fund the non-for-profits. But a lot of times the people that's running these companies, they're not doing a good job. Like one of, one of the things wow. that my chief... One of the things that my, one of my teachers said was that a perfect example would be a lunchroom, either in the school or in the shelter or wherever. They have the funds to get good food, to feed the people good food and great food. But they get food that's the bare minimum to pass the nutritional requirement. Yeah. And they basically 
they basically starve people. Not starve people like not give them no food at all, but they yeah. give them just the bare minimal. He said that each man's a different size, right? Like yeah. me, I weigh one eighty around that. You probably weigh around one eighty, one ninety. You probably weigh like, like one fifty. One fifty, okay. Yeah. So like we would all eat different portions of food. Right. But at these places, they give everybody the same exact portion. And if even in jail, jail, shelter, school, if you ask for an extra portion, they'll be like, no, get out of here. Keep it pushing. Yeah. But a lot of times, not everybody's going to eat it. Like at school, there's kids that think they're they too cool to eat free, free lunch. Definitely. At the shelter, those same kids that you grew up with, they're homeless, but they still have a lot of pride so they don't eat the food. Yeah. The people that's willing to eat the food, give them a bigger portion, but you rather not. And they be your own people that's like spoon feeding you, and they yeah. have that house nigga filled nigga mentality. Yeah, most of the time, they, they, at the end of the night, it got to go in the trash. Some people do give the city artists, but most of the time, it go in the trash. Of so course. Like you saved it for what? They saved it for, for politics. But, 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 but City Harvest city is official, right? Yeah. yeah it's official. But they said that the the food is a way to oppress the people. Like, let's break down the book of Esther, right? Let's, let's look at the book of Esther. In the book of Esther, Haman bought the Jews from the king, right? Mm. For what? 12 pieces of silver. He used the silver to afflict the people and to manipulate the people and to abuse the people. The king was rich already. The king was so rich that he had a seven-day feast that everybody that wanted to, to eat or drink as much as they can could drink and eat as much as they can. He did not need that $12. He did not need that 12 pieces of silver, but he accepted it because he didn't care about the people that, that Haman wanted to afflict. Yeah. The same way you can look at the cafeteria. What, what's in the cafeteria mostly? Silver, right? Yeah. And they use that silver to oppress the people. As in, they have all these stoves, they have all these spoons, they have all these, these utensils, but they rather use it to a bare minimum just so it was a way to oppress the people. Yeah. There's always a way to oppress the people. My thing is that, like I said, man, um, you know, we, we, as, we as a people, it's, we, have, we have a lot of work to do um, tremendously because it's real out here. Because when you see, for example, I remember, um, I think about two years ago, when we felt like over 500 homeless people um, in the city, I'm telling you, man, whatever they wanted was on us. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And it, it, it just, it's just sad, man, that they were shocked that we was giving them real food, regular food. Yeah. And like I said, man, when the time comes right, the way reward is gonna be transitioning, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it right, man. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it right by the grace of God. Yeah, I, I had I had something like that happen to me. I mean, a little bit on a tangent, but I don't know one day I was gonna work at Bills R Us. And um I walked to work I walked to the parking lot by BJ's to cut through to go to um over at Gateway Mall. And um see the lady, she was like she was like struggling, old lady. She was struggling to like put um Put, put her, uh, she had a case of water to put in the trunk. So, you know, I see her struggling, you know, help her put it in the trunk. So, she had a bunch of them. So, you know how we used to do, we used to always help people all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time, we used to always help people fucking like. I'm helping her put it in the trunk. Sometimes we got tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 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 I'm helping her put stuff in there, so I put stuff in there. I'm like, yeah, she's like, you good? She's like, yeah. She's like, thank you. I'm like, yeah, facts, facts. 
don't deny your blessings. Like I'm trying to give to you as a gratitude. Like I don't be too prideful. That's a fact. This is my way of thinking. That's you know a fact. I mean? mm. So I was like, when I learned that, I'm like, damn. <sighs> like, I feel like I make people like too. When I help people out. Sometimes they feel like that. So they're like, they like, yeah. no, thank you. You know, I'm gonna do something, but I'm like, no, like this is your blessing. You don't have to give anything back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is whatever you get in your life. They got you here. I might be your your karma. Like, yeah, here you go. You know what I'm saying? This is for you. So, so you said people are surprised that you're helping them. It's like. Never before. Not exactly, yeah. and, and, and I think that, like I said, man, what what we need today more and more and ever more is um, just the love of God, man. You know, showing the love, spreading the love, you know, um, embracing the love. You know what I'm saying? You know, people always want to say good things about you when you die, but yeah. when you're breathing, they don't want to say. That's why for me, I'm very animate about that. You know what I'm saying? Letting people know, showing them, you know, showing some kind of an sense of yo. You appreciate it, and and that's what it's about, man. You gotta live yeah. to the fullest. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but but I have to ask you this: What are the three complications you face at your job? Working at trans? Um. Well, for, for me personally, I don't have any issues with anybody. Um, okay. I don't with the job. The job is easy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I have fun at work, which is kind of funny to say. Okay. What kind of food do you I have? Do too much. I mean, you can see a lot of women. I'm a single guy, so okay. a lot of women on the platform. Wow. You know, I thought you were going to say you close the door, man, slow when somebody's <laughs> trying to catch the door. No, no, like, no. I have to about that. You know, I did, I did, when, I was, when I was in high school, I had a teacher. He's always giving me zeros for no reason. Like, he's always giving me zeros in gym class, like, for talking, for wow. laughing, for smiling too hard. Wow. So, I was in a train one day, and I see the gym teacher. This is years later. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 10 years out of high school. And I see him. He's like, come from my train, and I close the doors. I see him coming through, and I close doors him. He's looking at me. He's like, He's like, um, open the door. So I'm like, what's up, Mr. Mitchell? That was the name. Like, what's up, Mr. Mitchell? He's like, oh, so what's going on? I'm like, yo, open the doors. And I'm like, nah. Yo, because he's just trying to film me. And it's like, yo, looking back, it's like, for what? Like, with kids having fun, 16, 17 years old, like, you're going to give me a zero and you're going to film me? That's right, because he was upset with himself. Yeah, probably. So I was like, yeah, this is my way to get you back. I'm gonna disrespect you. I'm gonna curse you out. I'm just gonna make you late. That's not worth it. <laughs> it's gonna make you late for work. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, okay, I'm gonna give you another story similar to yours. Like I have a friend. I'm um, shout out to Brendan. He he drives the bus. I think the 46. Shout out to him. He was telling me a story about he was upstate and he was on an Amtrak train and then he went on the train. But at the time he did not have a ticket. So the Amtrak man mm-hmm. came up to him yeah. and was like, "Oh, ticket, ticket," and then he pulled out his. MTA ID and showed him like, yo, I'm one of you guys. <laughs> and the guy's yeah, like, yeah, the guy's like, this don't work here. Yeah, they do that. Cause, well, now, now they change it now. So they just recently, last year, they said that um, if you want, you can uh, get your card for Amtrak as well as transit. Okay, cool. Because cool. people who live in like Long Island or live in Connecticut would have that problem. But they had to have two different cards. Yeah. And they would give them a hard time. So now it's like all in one now. It's like if you want it, get it. But the irony in all this was, he told me like the same week, like a few days later, he was driving the bus and the same conductor oh, from the Amtrak was at the bus and he didn't have a Metro card. And so he looked at him and said, hey, do you remember me? And then he was like, yeah. And then he was like, oh, it's crazy how life works, right? But he said he let the guy go for free. The same guy that didn't let him yeah. go for free. So that's just two different parts yeah, of the that's spectrum. crazy. We have that, but I mean, I know a lot, a lot of people like that work with that work with. They have problems, you know. People like spit at them, 
For no reason, right? Well, I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know what they tell me, but, but I know. But, but, why do you think like, people like to mess with the with the, with the the transit work well, all the time? First and foremost, I've seen people right here. Some people are rude. And I'm talking about customers. I'm talking about people who work for transit. They're very rude. Yeah, very, of course. They're nasty people. Especially so bus get, drivers. Yeah, so you get what you get coming to you. But don't, when it happens to you, try to play like, you know, you didn't do anything. But, but why, 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 why do they think they're so nasty for? Because people are just nasty. That just... That's, That's a fact. Is. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I work, I work the same job they work. Mm. So at the end of the day, they take it out, got to be from home. It's not from work. Or some of them are prideful because of the job they have, so they feel like they're better than other people. That's, that's true, too. That, that happens too. a lot, too. For example, oh, so, take that back. When I first started, um, so we have these things that we do when we first come on the train. As a conductor, I'm in charge of the train. I'm in charge of the doors, the people on the train, the train operator, I tell them when to go. Uh, if we have an issue, I have to call in the control center. Like, wow. I'm basically in charge of the train. So... When we get on the train, before we leave the station, we have to do PA checks. Make sure the sound system works so if people can make an announcement, they can hear me. You also got Those PAs don't ever be yeah. working, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, the old, on, the, on the new trains, they do. But the old trains, they'd be messed up. Yeah. They're like, from like the, the 80s, the 60s, 70s. They don't got those trains anymore. Yeah, they do. Nah. Yeah, they do. It's the way. Yeah, the C line, the A line. Not the red boys, but those trains that you see, like some of those C trains, been there since like the 70s, 80s. Yeah, the C train, A line. Yeah. They didn't take the parts out. Yeah. the parts out. Like the, the only brand new trains, trains. Yeah. I think it's the L yeah, and the four, four, the five. No, the seven, the two, uh, the, the N, the Q, that's crazy. The, uh, ACE. It's just some of them. Some yeah, of them, yeah. some of them trains out there. Unfortunately, unfortunately they, they will change it eventually. Nah, yeah, they do. They change, but like I said, they change the parts. The train itself, though, is old. Yeah. But the parts, they change out. So wow. So. So when I was a kid, I always wanted to slap one of those guys who put their head out. Yeah, <laughs> people do it all the time. Like, the ones who don't know, the ones who don't know the train. Mm. The ones that see their head out and observe the platform, make sure nobody's being dragged or caught in the doors. But um, How yeah. often do they get slapped? Like every day? I mean, nah, not really. You, you hear about it, but I feel like the people who do get hit or stuff like that, I, I don't, it's sad to say, but I feel like they do have it come to them for either how they deal with people or how they dealt with in the past. Mm. What they've done, because like I said, I've been in, I've been in that long. Wow. At the same time, I've been in long enough for something to happen, and like, you know, I've been good. People Not going well. I don't got cursed out before <laughs> though. That's normal. I take that because when people are upset, they late. I get it. I don't see that personal. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just what it is. You know. But I'm pretty sure they go home later. They are still thinking about me. They're like, yo, dang, that conductor. Maybe they're not thinking about that. It's not. It's just a moment thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a moment thing. I don't really take it too personal. I know it's late, and sometimes I do like. It'd be times where the control center would tell me to like uh, take train out of service. They better go to train. And then two minutes later, they'd be like, "You know what, conductor, put the train back in service." So now it's like it's coming from me. So people looking at me like, "Yo, you told me to go to train. What do you have to do with it?" So now that's why they upset. So I'm gonna get mad at them when it's control for for making them do all this crazy stuff. Mm. And I'm just the face. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said sometimes. I understand. I empathize with them. I don't sit there and argue back with them. But I get. I understand. But it's not me. I started to know. It's not me. It's them. Mm. I have to ask you something off topic. Um, we're, we're Brooklyn. They call Brooklyn the bar of love. Do you agree with that? Yes or no? Uh uh-uh. mm. Biggie said that spread love is the Brooklyn way. Maybe that's where it's from. I'm, see, it's hard to answer because it's where I'm from and what what I go through. Overall, in general, do I think I don't? It's hard to say, man. Honestly, it is. It, I, it's hard to answer that question. I can't say yes or no. Reason being is because sometimes I do feel like it's yeah, and then sometimes I feel like it's no. Why do you feel like it's no? 
because, be honest. Because it's a lot of cutthroat stuff happening. It's a lot I mean, of grimy stuff, of Yeah, course, and, you know, and it's still a lot of people, and it's amongst our own people, you know. For the most part, only time we care about each other is when our, our um, area is getting gentrified. Mm. It's the only time people care. But it's like, when it was just us, you didn't care about uh, messing down the corner store, you know, slapping that guy in there, or stealing from his store. But then when a white man store come, you want to be upset, and then be like, yo, they're trying to kick us out. And it's like, well... You know, you black people with, don't ever support a black person yeah. grocery store. That's not that's another thing too. So it's like, yeah, that's why man. I say it's hard to say. You can't say you can't say no. It's hard. It all depends on the situation where you it's at. It's crazy. That's that mental slavery, man. It's real out here, bro. Yeah, it depends. Like, but in my neighborhood now, like I would say, um, I would say yes for the most part, only because I see in my neighborhood they are opening more black-owned things and people are supporting it. People from the neighborhood that live in the neighborhood. Like that pawn side. shop. Wait. No, no. Uh, does Uncle Murder. Murder. <laughs> I mean, on that pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does. Oh, 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 on that pawn shop? Yeah. Where? Uh, the, uh, all pawn rights in, in Brooklyn. All of them. Where are they? Uncle Murder owns all pawn shops? No, the pawn rights in Brooklyn. The pawn rights pawn shops. The pawn? The, the pawn? Yeah. Pawn rights. Pawn rights. Green Essex pawn rights. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he owns all of them. That's what's That's, up. It's really not, though. Because think about the idea of a pawn, a pawn shop. It's because you're in a desperate situation yeah. and you're giving your goods so it's like, that interest. It's not really, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, personally. But, but is it money for in him, it? For him, I mean, for, I, I for him, yeah, it's money yeah, in it. Are you doing it for the community? If you want to do that, why are you putting it in your own community? Like, think about it. It's like a liquor store. It's the same thing. What you're going to find in every black neighborhood. You're going to find a pawn shop, you're going to find a liquor store, you're going to find a chain restaurant. You're going to find those things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not going to find a Chinese spot up in the Upper West Side. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be somewhere super far, but they got to come deliver it to you. You can find ones at every corner now in that neighborhood. And if it is, it's probably a fancy Chinese Exactly. It's fancy. Yeah, it's, it's a fax. So it's like, you got to think about it. It's not, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not necessarily good either. You know, because we need that pawn that shop. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's like indifferent. But in my neighborhood, we do have like a, a thing called Man Up, which is basically get other members in the neighborhood, you know. To be mentored, you know, make, have them do community service, um, just to think for the community. And uh, stay at the streets, you know, now here yeah, robbing each other, you know, so we do have good things going on. There's a couple but. of organizations right now that are really doing their thing for a long time, like GMAC. Yeah, um, another one. No, GMAC is official, my man. Yeah, um, one. Who's a big homie. He, that's he, from Bucktown, right? Th- th- that's from, that's the Church Avenue. Yeah, okay. You're right. The Fry Heights, I'm bugging. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, you know, uh, um, Brownsville. Brownsville. Church Brownsville. Avenue, Brownsville. Yeah, yeah. And there's another one called Save Our Streets. It's in Fry Heights. Actually, um, it's been two years. Nobody got shut up in Albany projects. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of like you know, the like you know, because there's difference between the gangster and the criminal. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like the gangsters they just want opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I feel like if we just the church, especially, you know, talk to a couple of big homies, like give them resources, talk about fixing their credit, yeah, owning property. You know what I'm saying? Different things like that. I think for a fact that there could be a change. But like I said, it's going to start with us. Yeah, we I started was, something, we're going to continue to start it up. I agree, I agree. Because most people always say they, always say they didn't have any options. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have guys, options. Yeah, and, and you see guys like, you know, I respect guys like my son. I respect guys like, um, like, uh, um, what's his name again? Um, Brother Polite? Uh, um, yeah, I see you. I don't want problems, you know, because I'm always, I'm always, I'm always in the nine. I and I get a lot of love from my man Zeke. So my man Zeke, salute to you, my man Zeke from the nine, one of the big homies around the way. So I got, you know, I can't, you know, do that. You feel me? Also, uh, my man um, Casanova, he's on that same time and too. 
um the papoos too papoos on that same time and too yeah. little ma i mean i said little ma little mama yeah, yeah, you know, you know then the same time you used to have a crush on also, back in the day, right? You know what I'm saying? A lot of you know what I'm saying, a lot of you know, big homies they really want to just change their community, develop the community upon the community. We just need we just need the spiritual leaders, other than Farrakhan, yeah. to actually be out in the forefront and just really like you know, engage because you I don't know if you know, in the summit you'd be seeing guys like Rick Ross. Rick yeah. Ross being the summit at Lucas Los Farrakhan summit, Nas being the summit. Pete, did he be in the summit? You feel me? We yeah. just need more. Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't know about Barack Obama being those, uh, those you know, <laughs> summits with those fair cards. You feel me? Yeah. So, but we just Joker, need, Joker. we just, we just need more of that, man. You know, just to empower the brothers, uplift the brothers, because the brothers need hope, bro. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what the brothers need, man. I think I'm gonna look at McKim when I say this. I think all you guys. That's always constantly saying, oh, you see the changes, you see the progress, you see the movements. I need you all to join this movement because this is something that you could join into. It's not one of those situations where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw this person doing it from afar, but I don't really know this person that it's did it. Close. This is a person that you know personally. You yep. know me personally. You know Pastor Santa Camo personally. And we building this from the ground up right before your eyes. Like We, we signed the papers this week to be incorporated. Once we be incorporated, we're going to file the papers for the 501c3. Once we do that, we're going to be official. So we growing up, we have the opportunity to hire our friends and family and give them positions and put them in position and not in prison. Like Sanders always say, we got the opportunity <laughs> to give people opportunity to feed <laughs> their family and to help their family and friends out. So this is what we're doing. So right now, we just need supporters. Like, we're not asking you guys for money no more. That's why we got the 501. We doing it ourselves now. We just need your support. We need your love. We need you to share. We need you to tell your friends. We need promotion, free promo if you can. All you guys that have skills. I know some of you guys have have bachelors and degrees in business and, and, and nursing and social work wow. and law. All these different degrees that you guys have. Let's get together, yep. build a company for the people, by the people, which literally for the people by the people, people that you actually know. And if we're doing something wrong, let us know. You know, this is co-founder, CEO, co-CEO, you know, executive director. This is your people that you know. You. This is the first time ever in history where you have a direct link to a company that's being built right before your eyes on TV. Yep. So that's what it's about. Um, basically, it's all about community development. It's all about community development, developing your community. You know, of course, you want to take care of Brooklyn first, Definitely. New York City first, and from then we can do different things, different projects. So we thank yeah. God for just the opportunity and the resources. Going back to that, how did you guys feel about what happened Saturday with the March for Our Lives? There's a young girl. Her name is, um, I'm telling her name right now. Her name is uh, Naomi um, Wadler, bro. She ripped it. She ripped it. Is that the girl that vomited on stage? Yeah, uh, vomit? No, it was a girl that vomited on stage while talking about gun control. That's not. No, 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 no. She was the one that she's eleven years old, um, young black princess. She just ripped it, bro. Explain what what did she talk about? Well, she basically talked about basically how a lot of times, with a lot of young black people who get killed, a lot of especially black girls, they don't get mentioned. Mm. They don't get mentioned. That's a fact. They don't get appreciated. They're not valued. They talked about how the 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 the, the black girls' voice matter. Um, talking about how um, also to this, there's shootings that happen, but um, a lot of people 
and power didn't want to talk about it and everything like that. She said, you know, in the next seven years, she wants to um, um, get involved in the voting process. She also wants to advocate, you know what I'm saying? She was also a leader who um, also walked out because of what's been going on in regards to the massacres um, in, in schools and everything like yeah. that. Mm. So I, I really appreciated her for her speaking of mine. I appreciate all the young people from D.C., L.A., Boston, Florida, who's just been very involved. It just shows you that this generation, um, outside of church, they really want to get involved. Mm -hmm. They really want to um, be empowered and, and be inspired to make a change. I see that a lot of young people outside of church. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And, 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 and I want to just engage the young people in the Seventh Adventist Church. Get engaged. Get involved. Let's make it happen. You know what I'm saying? We need ideas. We need suggestions so we can make things happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to chime in on the little uh, th what's going on right now, current events, we see people are saying a lot about the gun control. Yeah. Shooting. I mean, do you guys believe that things be like gun control? And if so, like what, to what extent? Gun control is basically like if you got a gun, you got to have some self-control. That's where I see it. Yeah. No, the, the, the thing is that I know in different places like Europe, like Canada, um, Australia, they don't have those things. People have guns. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But it's like a semi, a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's like AKAs. That's a little it's bit. And fifteens is is too much. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, where do you even get those? I don't even know. I don't even Man, know. listen. <laughs> I I snitch. So, no, so the other, so I want to know because we in the south. Are I don't know. from Walmart. No, they, they buy from Walmart. In the south, they can buy from Walmart. Yeah, yeah rifles, guns, and shotguns. No, there was there was, there was an eighteen year old. I think there's an eighteen year old white kid that showed you that he could get it, which is not a problem at all. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and you know, so crazy to honest to be honest with you, the biggest perpetrators in America mm -hmm. is white males. Of course. Speaking of that, this morning I was on the Bell Parkway heading to work, and I see this big white pickup truck. I mean, there's nothing different about a big white pickup truck but then the big white pickup truck had a flagpole tied to the back and behind that on attached to the flagpole was a big confederate flag out there bro and he was just riding his pickup truck like yeah like i'm like bro do you know you in brooklyn bro i'm telling you they're telling you bro they're telling you out there and and how you feel about the killer mike situation killer mike apologized oh yeah to the nra i mean to nra to um the people in the march the thing is that he's out against I'm for protecting yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're 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 you're, you're mentally stable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, we need to police our own. I'm 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 with all of that at at the end of the day. You follow me? However, um I just feel like we need to really just call a spade a spade. You know well, what I'm saying? I, I, in, in regards to white privilege, white supremacy, yeah, and, and and also just changing the narrative of 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 just the culture of of of, of America, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. And that's the problem, cause I, I like me personally, I think there should be gun control, but only to the type of guns you have. That's a fact. That's it. Is literally that's it. That's a fact. You know, everything else is substantive. Of course, if you have a mental problem or if you like have priors, like these are things that, that are obvious. Of course, because 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 the guys like they, like, for example, these white people, they 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 had they've had issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Over and over and over again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a lot of red flags, but they let they let it they let it slide. Yeah. Depending with a black person, you feel what I'm exactly. saying? So I'm so, down to like if you had yeah. a DV case, 
like if you're violent, like all that is a factor. That's a factor. Happens, and that's how I feel. That's factor. But I also understand that I'm from New York, from Brooklyn, and I've never had a gun problem in school ever. I don't know if you have. I don't know. If no, you have. I know. So no. it's like I come from a different place, and I come from a place. New York City is like a very big place. No, yeah, exactly. We don't, don't have that issue. We don't. don't have that but places like Florida or like Arizona yeah, or like nowhere. Texas, you know what I'm saying? But the difference is, New York City is like heavily policed. That's more true. than almost any state. And but Florida is like mad lax in gun license. I found out the other day, if you get a gun license in Florida, it's good. It has a reciprocity in four other states, you know? That's a fact. So you can get a gun from Florida and go to any other state down south. The thing about that, about New York being heavily policed, that's very true. But at the same time, New York probably has a very, not even probably, has a higher crime rate than more than half the states. No, it doesn't. Actually, it's been lowered. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm saying no, it, it, no, it, it, I'm it's relaxed. I mean, I mean, don't yeah, worry, don't worry about like there's nothing about me. I mean, people be yeah. you know still be busting. They not that soft, no, no, but it's not like Chicago no, or. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. not trying, I'm not trying to say that. What's soft. I'm trying to say it in the fact of like it's always New York. You know, major cities were always been known to having a higher crime rate, but yet we have the most police. Yeah. So what I'm saying to say is the problem that have these, these gun control people who who don't have no police. But it's like the same time, New York City, even though we do have police, we still do what we do here, and police is not a factor. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've never, I've never been to school or had any friends or no one that wanted to bring a gun to school. They just don't want, they're stupid to do. Not because they couldn't do it, because it's like, I'm not doing it. But what's the purpose? Yeah, it's like, I'm not doing that. But there have been kids that brought guns to school. In Brooklyn, it's just that we got the male detectives, we got school that's safety. A yeah, that's, we got that's, that's true, too, yeah. That's the difference. Got, that's a fact. safety and male detectives. That's very true. Like, yeah. New York's just heavily policed. That's just what it is. That's a fact. I just fight here. We just like to fight. Yeah. That's <laughs> a fact. It's it like to fight. It wasn't That's a great. fact. As kids, though. Which one? Kids, teenagers? Yeah, they just wanted to fight. They didn't want to, like, go shoot their school. Get, get, get into they, the box. They wasn't doing none of that. They That's a fact. Fight you. They wasn't trying to, like, kill you. They were definitely trying to do that. Mm. I want like to ask you a good question. How you guys feel about the situation that happened with the young man who got shot over 20 times in California? That's absurd. I think it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. My definitely, God, definitely not. It's just weird, man. That like all this happening now. Like this is. It, I don't think it's coincidence. I just. So, so what you think it is? I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I just find that very hard to believe. It's like this is happening way too often, way too frequently. Like something's going down that's beyond me, bigger than anybody. No, I, th- I, 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 I really feel like, in all honesty, I really feel that the Ku Klux Klan has infiltrated. Um, governmental agencies. I really feel that way. The police. Yeah. I really feel. I really feel that way. I mean, I, it's been that way for a long yeah, time. I really yeah. feel that way. I really feel that way. And I feel like there's like there's like there's like a uh, uh, like a uh, uh, a civil war going on oh, in yeah. regards to good and bad. Yeah. I would feel like you know because like there's like don't get me wrong like in the midst of every, everything that's going on. I mean there's there's good great white people. You feel me? And there's white people that are like you know Robert E Lee and Jefferson Davis. That's true. And 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 um and um Jeff and Jefferson Davis. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of that too. So I just feel like because like look now they just elected this um congressman. He's a Nazi. Mm-hmm. They just elected him. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? So it's real. So the thing is that like I feel like now like. Like especially with what we're doing, we gotta take it like to like the next level because if if if, if extreme if, if if extremism and racism could be so blatant and yeah. in your face and they can call people niggers, 
You see what I'm saying? You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And you see nooses and you see swatikas. This is a time for us as leaders to level it up too in regards to like I'm talking about yeah, be nonviolent. However, don't think that you can come over here, you see what I'm saying, and try to kill my daughter, try to kill my wife, try to kill my mom. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. we just have to level up in, in, in everything, like spiritually, mentally, education-wise. We need to just level up, you mm. know what I'm saying? Tremendously, not, not just as by ourselves, but as a people. We just need to level up. But who do you think would take that initiative to be that leader? Because... I was reading something the other day about the Reverend Martin Luther King, and it was saying basically the FBI sent him a care package to his house, and within the care package was tapes of the conversations and uh, interactions that he had with other women in hotel rooms, and they had a suicide note attached to it, and they were telling him basically this will be a suicide note that you leave after you kill yourself. We know you're a fraud. Stop wasting the people's time. We could expose you. Just kill yourself. Same thing happened with Malcolm X. Malcolm X took his case before the UN stating that America is committing genocide against the black man. And it was black people that said that he was basically over-exaggerating the, the situation and that they did not feel that way. But they brought a case of over 10,000 people that was maliciously killed by white Americans, either by police or by neo-Nazi groups, the KKK, and this was documented information, and the UN just overlooked it. They paid no attention to it, they let it die out, and then it fell on the floor. So, there's, there's been people, and eventually, you know, he was killed, and they say he was killed by his own people, but we know that there's always an Agent X within every That's single group. That Same thing with the Black Panther as well, too. That infiltrates it. You know what's funny though? You see how you talk, how he was talking about the book of Esther and how it's talking about everything. One of the things my teacher told me that everything forward could be backwards and everything backwards could be forward. Every lie could be truth and every truth could be a lie. Even within the Bible, you could use the Bible to prove something right and you could use the Bible to prove something wrong. You said the book of Esther never spoke about God one time, right? No, it never mentioned the word of God. It mentions God, no. No, but 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 then they did say that they fast for three days. Um, no, no, but I, I'm talking in regards to the things that. No, she... no, no, no. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I'm, but, I'm, but I'm trying to make a point. One of the things that my teacher said that the Book of Esther shows you something. The king put out a decree to kill all Jews, right? Yeah. He was saying basically that Esther slowed down the genocide, but she didn't end the genocide. And we know that there were others that gave decrees for genocide afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As in, as in, you know, the Holocaust, how much was it? Seventeen million. But you know what's so crazy? I'm gonna add to something too. Um, mm -hmm. and we it. When you, when I thought of that, I thought of Schindler's List. Schindler's, yeah. So the thing is that, like, he did the best that he could. Mm -hmm. You feel me? His life was at risk, but he saved a lot of people. You feel me? Yeah. And when people kind of saw that, they, you feel me? Yeah. You know, you do the best that you can. You feel me? You, 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 it's like you outweigh the balance, but at the end of the day, you're doing the best that you can. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And like other people who also helped as well too, uh, uh, a lot of Jews who, who survived from the Holocaust as well too. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but even us, like our Holocaust is still going on. That's a fact. Yeah. And That's why I feel like nobody, I don't feel like nobody would take on the... The, the black man's plight. Yeah, they, they don't want to, because it's like, all right, it's like, we always, we always preaching like nonviolence. 
And it's like, okay, turn on the cheek. But after a while, we're out the cheeks. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? That's a fact. You gonna you lay down or get down? It's like that's what it really is at this point. Mm. There's no other way around it because you literally tried this same method for years and years and it's not working. And I was told that you did the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's insanity. Yeah, of course. So how are you gonna keep preaching this? You know, so that's why like, nobody wants to get on because what are you gonna do different? You keep saying the same thing about saying. Non-violent, not saying that I'm preaching violence, but I know what they've been doing hasn't been working. At least to a, a scale where it's good enough for us to be like, you know what, this is okay. Like, you know, I think, I think, I think um, the Black Panther needs to be reestablished. I don't see. I read about the Black Panthers too. It was a story about these three Black Panther. Wait, it was like six Black Panther members in the house, and the police came in and they riddled the house with over what was it over 68 bullets yeah and there was only one bullet that went off and that bullet went off because when they shot the guy he dropped the gun the gun went off yeah and basically it, it they shot them while they were sleeping yeah like a lot of them were killed in their bed while they were sleeping and these were leaders of the black panther party so yeah. they systematically removed every black panther person one by one by one by one all the main leaders until they was like, all right, let's just fall back. Now they got yep. the new Black Panther Party, but they're not the same as the ones before. That's a fact, because the thing is that they, 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 they actually gave um, free health care. You know what I'm saying? They gave um, um, free um, school lunch. They was about their business. Like I said, man, we, we about to do some... We, like I said, what we did last year was something... You know, for us it could be something light. Yeah. But for a lot of people it's something great, which is great. We want to do some real big, big things, man. So I'm excited about that. Like I said, guys, be a part of what we're doing. And just don't sit down and just watch. And just be encouraged and be motivated. Because I know a lot of young people, I know, just frustrated with, 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 with what they see in this world. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And we as a people, we need to talk about it. And that's why we're here to talk about it and everything like that. The thing is, not a lot of people want to talk about it. Yeah, they'd rather just like not getting involved just like out of sight out of mind kind of thing that's a fact but don't worry like i said once 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 when you know what once you in the bed you know what i'm saying the fourth yeah, front you know got, you gotta turn people to believers that's earlier that's a fact people believer and once they see it i mean your job is done you know what i'm saying like as long as your goal was met which was which is to get more people to join no matter what it took or how long it took happen and you just gotta be satisfied with that that's a fact so nobody wants to join now or get now you just gotta be okay with that but they're gonna join eventually because you know ng is undeniable good mm. is undeniable so they're gonna want to do it eventually and they do you just gotta work open work arms like, that's a fact welcome to get long enough that's all right no? yes sir um I also go ahead no this Due to the glory of God, because God helped us to like basically get all this done. This wasn't something that was done overnight. Even sometimes I look back at some of the things that we have accomplished, and I'm like, wow. Um, like I said, I always hear from people talking about how old they see us doing all these great things, and I'm like, I I always invite people, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I always send mass texts to everyone in my phone, and in my address book, in my phone book, and I always send it to everybody on Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of people that just sit back and they, like you said, saying is they, they, they want to see if it's successful, then if they're successful, they're like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, let's see. And I guess they, they're waiting until we reach that pinnacle, then they're going to 
jump on the boat. Oh, by that man. time, I don't know. So they, God is they good. Want, they want the clout, man. Honestly, it's what yeah, I pray for you. They want the clout. They, they don't they don't really care that y'all people. They like to see the attention that you get. So that's all they care about. It's like the attention. They don't really care about how people. It's like they want the glory and to say that they help somebody. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. At that point. It's like when me and him did the clothing drive. We had over, what, 25, 26 bags of clothes? Yeah, over 10,000 clothes, man. Over, over 10,000 pieces of clothes. And when we showed up that Sunday morning, it was, what, 17, 15 degrees outside. That's a fact. But it was worth it. We, we was the only ones there the first five hours. But it was worth it, bro. And then we was like, see, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. The work that was worth it. It was worth it, bro. It was worth it. Because at the end of the day, it just it just shows you, man, like, it always takes the few to make something great. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? And trust me, at the end of the day, it's it's rewarding. It, it's not in vain. Everything that you do for God is never, never in vain. Like, this past Saturday, we went to go support Ricard to preach. And there's people that I, I didn't even know. Like, yo, I see what you guys are doing. We're proud of what you guys are doing. We want to partner up with you guys and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what's up. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? Keep doing what you're doing. People that are not even on, that, that are not, because, you know, I'm over the capacity on, on, on Facebook. You feel me? You got to yeah. subscribe to me. So, like, <laughs> I mean, like, people that are not even subscribed that are watching, people that are yeah. being touched. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, people, like, you know, who don't even, who don't even, we don't know who, even, who are even watching TV. Yeah. Right now, that is watching. You know what I'm saying? Anything is possible. You want to do something? Anything is possible. You see what I'm saying? Definitely. So I'm I'm excited tremendously. I'm just looking forward to seeing what God has in store because we have vision, and with vision, yo, you could do things. You like, oh my, oh my God, yo, they 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 doing what? Definitely. They doing this. They doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we doing this. We not we not playing. You feel me? We here and we here to stay to make something work, man. And it's about the hope. It's about changing minds, empowering people, and making people better and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to go to this next um, uh, uh, um, topic. I wanted to ask how you guys feel about Stormy Daniels' um, testimony. <laughs> um, I think I think that's Dirty Donald right there. I think he's he's a male with a lot of money, so he did a lot of things. And he's always been an individual that did what he wanted when he wanted because he felt privileged. And yeah. this is just the repercussions of it. No one has respect for the presidency position and no one has respect for the White House at this time That's because of fact. the individual in it. Therefore, a lot of these scandals are going to come out in, in these tabloids and the U.S. government is one big gossip and screw up. So <laughs> we did it. To, so congratulations, America. You played yourself. That's yeah. a fact. Actually, actually... They said that um, Donald Trump made a statement about that. I'm looking for it, but I don't see it yet. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, he made a statement in regards to the situation and everything like that. But I believe he, he did what he did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we all know he did it. So he won't deny that he slapped it. Like, he that's a bad. fact. That's, that's regular stuff. You know what I'm saying? And she talked about, you know, giving it to him oral too. And she liked it. And he liked it. So protectively. He, yeah. He's dirty Donald. That's a fact. Terrible. That's a fact. That's a fact. He's terrible. I'm going to. No, no. You go ahead. I was about to say, um, how you guys also feel about my man Barack Obama. I see Barack Obama still inspiring people. Still elevating people. 
um, my man Obama said he wants to create a million young Barack Obamas. Of course. How do you guys feel about that? It's a good idea for one. Say that. Okay. Um, I, the idea. I don't really know Barack personally, so I don't know what he means by that. But I mean, I, I met him once. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, just, oh man, I met him in um, Birmingham, Alabama, bro. Well, that's what's up. One of the most chillest, swaggiest. Like when he came out, yeah. like bro, when he came out, and and I feel vibes. And I met politicians. I met some politicians. They they're total jerks, and I ain't gonna name names. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> and I met politicians. Like I want to shout out um, Diane Richardson, man. Her staff was the one that gave us um, the coats, three hundred coats we gave out and stuff like that. Okay. That just been encouraging um, us. But I would love Ricard to meet them when the time is right and stuff like that. Because, you know, Ricard about to have a, a seed soon. You feel me? Congratulations. Yeah. A baby girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to everybody that 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 came through to baby shout out. Shout out to everybody that that brought a gift and that show love. Yo, like, that was an overflow of love. Now, now you I, deserve it. And I appreciate you Definitely. guys. Does he not deserve it? Definitely. A lot of people love Ricard and his wife. Like, you guys helped us fill up a whole closet. You deserve it. Often. Like, well, no, I'm just overwhelmed. Like, let me tell you something. The love, things that so the things that we're the things that we're gonna do, we're gonna be more overwhelmed, bro. Yeah. This is life. This is the beginning. Yeah, the so beginning and stuff like that. So that's what they say that the love overpowers the hate. Body. That's a fact. Shout out to everybody that's Definitely. been supporting me. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting Sanders, the ministry, my family, my church. Um, everybody's just just been supporting because the support is great. Like, thank you to everybody that subscribed to the YouTube, www.youtube, backslash C for channel, backslash The Real Word, um, Facebook, The Real Word, um, Facebook, Ricard Genoel Ministries, Ricard Genoel Ministries on YouTube, um, www.gofundme, backslash The Real Word, if you want to donate. Again, that's www.gofundme.com, backslash The Real Word. So like yeah, it's it's a lot of lies, a lot of good things going on. I would basically basically say the thing is that um and there's a lot of great politicians like um this man who wants to become um, lieutenant governor, um what's the name again? He used to have dreads. You know what I'm talking about, bro. He's official too. Mm. Um in New York, um, New York City. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Jamali, Will, um Jamali, Jamali, um Williams. I'm not too up on politics. I'm you know what I'm saying? You feel me? I'm into that, man. <laughs> I, MSNBC, 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 CNN. All yeah. day for me. I'm into that. I, I might be like ignorant to it. No, nah, it's all good. To each his own. I feel like they tell you a bunch of. No, nah, no, nah, to each his own, bro. Yeah. To each his own. To each his own. But um, going back to that, you know, meeting Obama, his swag was was impeccable. Um, Cute. I mean, the way he walked was official. Yeah, that walk is hilarious. And and, and, <laughs> and just the vibe. He just gave good. Vibe. You could just feel. You could just went. Just feel vibes. Like vibes never lie. So yeah. his vibe was like official. And after that, you know, got a chance to talk to him for just two minutes to tell him, yo, listen, you're an inspiration to me. I know you're going to win. And yo, thank you, sir. Appreciate you, sir. What's official? Like, mm. I'm looking for the day where we sit down and talk to him for like an hour. Yeah. Him and his wife. One day. One day. Gonna happen. And, 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 and tell him, listen, I didn't really appreciate how these clowns <laughs> treated you. You know what I'm saying? That's you walked to a team. You know, let's begin into existence right now. Yes. Barack Obama's going to be on the real world one day. That's yeah. a fact. One let's day. speak it in. That's a fact. One day. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not even been a year yet, so we see what next. That's year. a fact. That's a fact. Yo, we about to meet my son real quick. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. Tamika Mallory, we about to meet y'all real quick. We about to go to the, to the, to the gangster gala <laughs> soon in May. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down. Also, I want to shout out my man, Brian Gibbs, who was an ex-murderer. 
You feel me? I know things been going on. We need to write you a letter soon. You know what I'm saying? You Instagram me back. We, I know we're waiting for that letter soon. Gotta get that letter to you too. A guy who used to be a big drug kingpin. Now he's a Christian now. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So we looking oh, forward for that soon, baby. Turn so, on, I guess we're coming to a close. That's so, a fact. Um, closing thoughts. Who would like to start? Um, I'll start first. Um, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And like Biggie says, in order for us to change the world, we need to first change ourselves. We are changing ourselves by being here, inspiring you, motivating you to do better and to be better. You can make change, but the only person that can start change is you. And that's what I could say. Amen, amen. Amen. What about you, Scooter? Um, I mean, my closing thoughts really, well, I've been thinking on my mind last week, a little bit on topic, but it's just uh, be a good friend, man. Be a good friend to your people. That's a fact. All the time, man. Don't have hate in your heart. Make sure you're a good friend. A good friend is not just, you know, being a, a yes man. You know, tell your friends when they're wrong, you know. Don't don't allow them to make terrible choices. That's going to hurt them in the future. Like, mm. try to, you know, prevent that. And try to, you know, make them see it. Sometimes they don't see it. Mm. And, you know, just, that's a big thing. Make sure you have, like, good friends, man. Like, that's my cool thoughts. See, if I a good friend of mine, you know, I'm here. You know, or shit with him alone, you know. I spoke with this guy years. Like, I even know, like, what, 2009, 2010? Yeah, it was years we yeah, didn't see each other. I haven't seen him. Mm. I've spoken to this man in years. Probably like 10 years. I see him, and it's like we never stop speaking. You know, he's a good friend. You can't deny that. So it's like, so be good to your people, man. That's my and thoughts. Yeah, facts. Um, I think Lloyd for coming on the show today. Like you said, we knew each other for a long time, but then there was that gap where we didn't see each other. But it's funny because when I seen him the other day at the baby shop, I'm like, yo, why look like we look the same except for <laughs> I'm bald-headed? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy. It's like almost like time stood still. And like I told him, like, God is never early and he's never late. He's right on time. So, like, the stars align for a certain reason. And when they do, you got to respect that fact. And life is short, you know. So any of you guys that are going through difficulties with either family or love or... A lover or a friend or anyone you know just make that amends because my dream was always to be business partners with my friends you know if we could build a company where is as friends and family all because all of us are beautiful we all educated yeah. and we all have something that we contribute regardless of where we've been to or where we into everyone has a skill and everyone has talent and that's God-given the Bible talks about talents and the Bible even says if you bury your talent like look the Lord bury you like so basically, let's build something, people. Let's mm -hmm. come together. Let's deny self and become a team. Move as one. It's like my teacher said. They're doing these things that we can do ourselves for our people. Mm -hmm. And only we know what our people need. So yeah. why keep working for them when we could work for ourselves and do it for ourselves and really help our people? It's just that a lot of us are scared. And he pointed at me and was like, I'm scared. He said, it's inside of you. And you know you could do it because if... I didn't think that you could do it. And if you didn't think that you could do it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So we all got to man up. We all got to have that conversation with ourselves where we like look into ourselves and stop being scared. Like there is a chance of death, but there's a chance of death every day. Yep. Let's just put it in the Lord's hands. So yep. that's all I got for you. Let me close out with a prayer. Father, we thank you once more again for being our source, our strength, and our shield. Let somebody who's watched this tonight be inspired to make the change that needs to be made. In Jesus' name we do pray.
Amen. 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 Shout out to God because we was trying to get this episode of work since 7 30. It's and all it good. Took, and it took two hours. We didn't start this episode till 9 30, but the devil was a liar. That's and a we fact. just kept persistent, persistent, yep. persistent. The real world will continue. The maritime will continue. And we will keep fighting. We'll keep preaching. We'll keep speaking. We'll keep marching. We keep flying. And we'll stand still, firm, like a rock that was planted by the water, like Peter. Amen, people. Amen. Amen. Amen.